You're listening to the podcast for grain merchandisers by grain merchandisers. Join us in our good humored attempt to serve as a voice of reason in an industry fraught with misconceptions and half truths. And now, from deep in America's heartland, this is the Elevator's Cut. Welcome back to another episode of the Elevator's Cut. I am one of your humble hosts, Jason Wheeler. And I am the other not-so-humble host, Roger Caddis. We are glad to be back today. I know we've, we've had a little time off. And, you know, anytime I meet someone who listens to the show, after I get done apologizing for wasting their time. Of course. Um, it's just common courtesy. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I have to do is is talk about, hey, you guys haven't, <laughs> at least lately, you guys haven't really done many shows lately, and that is true. <laughs> so our we really fell off the pace uh, lately over the last few months. Um, just just a lot going on in the world. Harvest. Yeah. Well, like everybody, aren't you just supposed to blame everything on COVID and the supply chain? Yes. So yeah. We've had supply chain issues here at the Elevators Cut. <laughs> <laughs> supply of material has been <laughs> hard to come by. <laughs> uh, the evolution of this show has been uh, something else. I mean, as a as a good BAPS, I don't believe in evolution, but this show has no intelligent design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we started with, you know, we got to get these points out that um, to the industry and our, our, our side of things and uh, went, went really well. We had a lot of topics to go through. Once we, We've done them. We're like, you know, uh, what do we do? We interviewed people. And, you know, that's always good because then you don't have to listen to us and people, uh, you know, actually have <clears throat> some intelligence and better points. Interesting things to say. Yeah. You know, I love it. People. Yeah. I get to learn from people that have a different point of view. So that's a, a great thing. That's just like social media, right? It's exactly. It's just like, no, like the exact opposite, actually. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, We've been doing this long enough now, I think, going into our fourth year, right? Do we start in 18? Somewhere? I don't know. Whatever the okay. years are, it's more than one. It's that we can, the catalog, the back catalog is there so extensive that we can <laughs> do the episodes we've already done before. No one will know. Right. Yeah. So it, it, we've reached that point of maturity and podcasting that no one cares. <laughs> You know, like we did the the shows recently on GMD, making fun of them. We can go back and listen to our old shows and make fun of ourselves now. Yes. We've gotten to the point actually where, you know, you got, you know, I actually, you know, few or several hundred people that, that listen or download each episode. And uh, that's really cool. Like that people have found us that, that like us, but there's a whole much bigger world out there of people that hate us or would hate us if they knew about what we stood for. You know what I mean? And yeah. maybe that's something you get into the hate. That's what gets world. me up out of bed every morning. <laughs> Just knowing that. So it's, it's a, a beautiful thing, but anyway, so lately uh, as, as I've had these conversations with people about, yeah, where are you guys at? Um, uh, I've, I said, you know, Roger, we should, we really should, I guess people actually listen to this. We should, we should do more somehow. So, and I still don't believe it. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> it's probably Russian bots, right? But, <laughs> Downloading. I don't know. Some of the bots I've seen lately. I don't know if they're Russian, but so Jason, you've, you've been, uh, you've kicked off travel season and conference season and meeting season already. 
And, and you've been on a, a whirlwind tour, yeah. I uh, you know, recently, so you've encountered actual humans, not mm-hmm. bots, in that person. do listen in person to to the episode. So, what, tell us a little bit about you know who you've encountered and and your your brushes with death at various metropolises around the country recently. Yeah. We uh, it's been fun. Yeah, we I tried to drag Roger with me. He wouldn't go. Tried to get my family to go. They wouldn't go. Tried to get my wife. She wouldn't go. We love life too so, much to go to some of these places. I just <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I, so I I did the Rice Conference down in. New Orleans, which we always go to, it's always a good time for folks in the mid South, but yeah, um, has its dangers on the streets, if you will, after a certain hour or even before that hour, sometimes <laughs> if the hour ends in o'clock, <laughs> that was, that was good, but the food's amazing. So, you know, there yeah, you go. on net, you're, you're ahead. Yeah. Balances out. And the, uh, so went down there, spent some time, uh, at that conference, we, you know, it's, it was about normal. Everybody threatened to not, because they had a bunch of COVID policies, you know, and by God, we're from the South and from the country and, you know, screw you guys. And Hey, I'm with it, man. Get signed me up too. But, um, but I didn't realize it until I'd already literally signed up for the conference and booked it. So I'm like, whatever. So I got down there and, apparently like the week before we showed up they had gotten rid of the mask mandate in the city so no no masks uh so that was cool but you did have to show vaccination record or a negative covid test to get into any restaurant but only restaurants any other thing we do whatever you want but but just if you're going to a restaurant because i guess your mouth is open more in a restaurant i don't know i don't know how Something with COVID taste buds, I think, or yeah, they don't work. Maybe, maybe they're trying to preserve it so you'll come back. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to get bad reviews. Right, that's smart. Yelp is a is a hell of a drug. <laughs> so, anyways, that was their deal. But also, in addition to those two things, you could also show a picture of literally any piece of paper on your phone. <laughs> that would work too. I found. I do that from hostesses. <laughs> they're they're not in there trying to really keep people out. I guess is the point. But. um but you know, motions have been made. (laughs) That was good. But no, I think, uh, as far as attendance goes, you know, to stuff like this, um, and we'll see as the winter goes on, I know a lot of folks that listen, y'all go to conferences and stuff. Maybe you've already been to some, but if you haven't, um, was talking. So probably 70 ish percent of normal was the attendance at the rice one in new Orleans. And then, um, the, the uh trade show area the sponsorship you know booths and all that stuff was uh was definitely down as well but then i went from there to chicago for the the country elevator council and that was my first i was a first timer there and uh so that was fun and they set up in the white commercial roger and i worked for white commercial and uh in that booth they had set up a bunch of elevators cut stuff and so a lot of people didn't realize any association and all that, but uh, so that was cool. Got to meet uh, a few folks from that, but um, the uh, the I, w- I was able to talk to um, Bobby there with the NGFA. Who? Oh, Bobby Fred. Yeah, yeah. So he he does a well, he's a high up you know guy and and does a lot of the planning deal. I don't know his title, but it's it's pretty impressive. Chief lobbyist. I, I don't know something. Yeah. And. Uh, and anyways, I actually got to talk to him for, for a little bit. And, uh, 
and he he was saying that they 75 to 80 percent is kind of what conferences are being told to expect kind of right now and uh they they were able to achieve that and and same thing with the the trade show thing but i guess i haven't been before but i mean it was a pretty full trade show I, and you know 85 percent that's some heck of inflation from last year's zero percent i mean it's inflation's hitting everything yeah <laughs> tell you what i mean who would have guessed not me yeah there you go but we did uh we get to meet uh, a few listeners that i hadn't got to meet in person you know apart from twitter dms and stuff so uh met nick uh with uh, up in minneapolis uh cool met abby from up in south dakota really cool and um abby so here and so going back to the topic for this episode which i mean i'm sure by the time you're listening to this obviously there's a name on it but we don't know what it's so abby says and so you guys can all blame abby uh but she was like, you know, the, the best episode, I was like, you know, because she, she said we should do more and, and all that. And I said, yeah, we should. I said, I don't, we don't have much to talk about anymore. And she's like, oh, she's like, I just like it when you get guys get on there and ramble about stuff or get, you know, get fired. Wish up. granted. So here, here we are. This is, uh, this is the deal. So we <clears throat> we actually we dug back. We, we've archived uh some if you'll call it that is a uh forgotten about some episodes where we we were like ah oh, we shouldn't release this probably and uh we recently dug one out so the last one we just put out <laughs> well i don't know when we're gonna release this one but the last one we put out was uh uh was was a thing we thought oh, we sh- we shouldn't release that but you know it was christmas and so we we were full of the spirit <laughs> Festivus, uh, airing of grievances, <laughs> and we did it. And, anyways, so that was kind of a one of those episodes. So here we are. Here we are doing a, another doing one. Another one. We were inspired, mm-hmm. and also we didn't don't have any more ammo. <laughs> no more powders dry, so to speak. So we kind of got to do another one. So yeah. Well, you know, uh, conference things just started, so that's good. You, you always get the. Uh, you listen to economists at this, at these sort of things. And that's always, always fun. You get to hear a few things. If you can stay in there long enough and pay attention without going to start scrolling Twitter, you know, um, that's sounds impossible. Some of them are really good, you know, but you know, some of them aren't. Did you see any basis charts without spreads? Uh, I, I don't know that I did, but count yourself lucky. Yeah. We did. I did. I did hear a, a thing. This is at the country elevator account. So I know we got a lot of farmers that listen to this. Um, so and you guys always think, you know, these elevators, they get together and they collude and all this stuff. But um, true. <laughs> the 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 big thing is, you know, they're like, how, you know, what what can we do to make our farmers happy? You know, they, there's so much of that. And like, oh, I got to just take whatever, you know, that I can and and uh, just take it on the chin so the farmers don't get mad at me. And anyways, there's a lot of that around. But anyways, one thing I was saying, one thing that got said there, it was by some economist from some bank or university. I don't know. And, you know, he gets up there and talks, I guess. So people assume that this goes back to the our, our podcast, the elevators cut. People assume that the elevators just hate farmers. Which makes no sense to me. Right, right. You hate your customers. But if you're outside of that sphere, you're uh, does Walmart hate? (laughs) 
Apparently. <laughs> their customers. I mean, they're so successful. They obviously have to hate everybody. Yeah. So I don't know, but I digress. But the, so he gets up there and he's decides it's, it's good to make jokes about farmers. And, um, you know, that was, that was neat. It wasn't like a, a routine on how bad farmers are. Don't get me wrong, but he did say a thing. And I was like, God, man, if there are farmers here, I feel uncomfortable. And it was, <clears throat> but maybe you guys love it. Um, triple a farmers. This is a new concept to me. He said, you guys know AAA farmers, right? We're like, I don't know. Uh, he says, you know, they work from April to August and then they go to Arizona, AAA. I'm like, <laughs> woo, okay. <laughs> so um, that was good. There were some zingers. Economists, man, they're, they're the jokesters of our time. Yeah, but they really know the markets. And that, that really gets to the to yeah. the point of some things we want to discuss today. Knowing the, knowing the markets. We've been talking for a, a, long, a long time. You guys, are you ever going to get to a point? Maybe not, no. but we have a couple. I, before we go, I do just want to say that if you're feeling lucky, come hang out with Jason. He survived what well, is obviously just by the sheer presence of those being in those cities, murder attempts, and he's here with us today. So <laughs> I, and we go buy a Powerball ticket. I want you to pick the numbers, old buddy, because you are lucky. <laughs> I'm telling you what, Chicago, that's a, that's a thing. You know, there's, I love, I always like going to Chicago. This is the first time I've been since COVID and, and um, you know, they had all the crime issues and the rioting and whatever. And I thought, ah, surely that's over by now, but Chicago has always had lots of murders, you know, that's kind yes. of its thing, I think. Yes. And uh, so, but the, there's always the area, you know, Michigan Avenue, the loop and stuff. It's pretty safe. Um, you just don't go to the bad parts. Right. And so anyways, we, our conference was literally on Michigan Avenue and, uh, yeah, it was apparently not safe. Like somebody had just gotten murdered over the weekend on Michigan Avenue before I got there and there are people stories like people getting jumped all over the place. They're like, don't go walking around here. I'm like, well, y'all told me last night I got in at like eight o'clock one night and walked a few blocks to a pub to grab dinner. And apparently I took my life in my hands. I didn't know it. So, there you go. Lucky man. <clears throat> but uh, anyways, yeah, lots of lots of merch. We'll be going for the trifecta this spring, right? Memphis, baby. <laughs> Roger and I always go to Memphis in uh, April-ish uh, to, do a, to do a meeting. So if any of you guys are in that area want to um, cheat death with us, <laughs> assuming, assuming one that, that we're still employed. Uh, two still alive big, that's a big one. and three uh have even released this episode before then that's this, this <laughs> I mean, might, a, we, next week might be that meeting by the time you're listening to this so. So, um <laughs> anyways so at these these conferences we hear a lot about the markets we get the economists markets. to talk so we can get right they and the markets those two concepts if you can if you can grasp those you, you can't lose in this business Understand they, what they're doing. Understand the markets and what they're doing. Put those together, a nice little marriage of they and the markets. Success. Profit, even. Clear eyes, full charts, can't lose. There you go. That's exactly right. Yeah. If I ever get a tattoo, that's going to be it. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, anyway, Roger and I were in the office this morning, which doesn't happen much these days. And we were complaining to each other about which this. does happen every day, whether we're in office or not. That's true. And we're like, you know what? We should just uh, 
get the microphone out, record this, so people quit yelling at us about not recording things. Right. And uh, that way, whether we release it or not, we, can say, hey, we did record some things. We just said, I don't know, you know. Um, anyways, so I I was fired up about the culture of agri- agriculture. Oh, I see what you did <laughs> I there. I didn't see what I did until I said it. But the <laughs> the culture of this business of whether from from all angles, for whether it's farmer, user, middleman, cross-country trader, everybody's like gotta know, have some opinion on the markets and what we think this is going to do and and that like they have to be some sort of trader mentality and it's it blows my mind i know we've talked about this on the show before but it's it's crazy to think all right i'm a guy that you know goes out and works with this six figure you know equipment every day and tries to grow a product and feed the world and i'm doing all so like it it's a obviously a great thing you're doing, you're producing. And as part of that, you have to also like know which things are going on in, in the Chinese government and like what's going on. Their citizens don't even know what's going on in their government. How are we going to know over here in agriculture? Yeah. Trades and trade wars and stuff. It's the idea that you have to become some sort of expert on the markets and and doing this and this trading, you know, let's do some strangle straddles and whatever. It's, you know, and most people that read this stuff probably don't even know how to convert metric tons to pounds. So what's it matter when you read this stuff? It's like, I don't know what that, look at that MLN BU cell. Well, I don't even know what that means. This is okay. It looks good. I was, I read about it, so it must be good unless it's bad, which it could be because I don't know what I'm reading. And it's not an ignorance thing. It's a who cares thing? You know, it's a type of thing. Am I supposed to care about? We hear about these narratives being put out about all this other stuff in our American culture right now. And, and should you believe this? Should you not? Well, ag's been dealing with this forever. It's nothing new, but I think we're, we're from the get go led to believe that we should care about these things that has no impact. Uh, let me rephrase that it has an impact on you, but it has no ability to act on. You can't yes. act on this stuff solely. It, it, it doesn't make sense. It's, you know, it, and you said the word trader mentality or, or the phrase trader mentality. To me, a trader is someone that does both buying and selling, a buying and selling. You're a trader. You, you buy and sell. Well, you know, really in our business, the, the only side that does that to any degree uh, intentionally, I think, is the, is the non-commercial side of the futures market. They're buying and selling based on that kind of information. You know, as far as the commercial side, we're only buying and selling to offset a cash transaction. On the farm side, they're only always selling. They don't have to buy any futures. You know, they're, and you can make the argument that it's part of different strategies for marketing. But as far as what's happening, they're selling grain. They're not buying grain and selling grain. They're just selling the grain. The end users are just buying the grain. So, but this is, like you said, this idea that we all need to be focused on what a trader, quote unquote, is concerned with. And then you got the whole idea of, well, trading what? There's people that trade logistics, there's people that trade grain, there's people that trade futures. And, you know, who else knows what else? And there's other stuff to trade. But this idea is definitely all encompassing that we all of us on all parts of the supply chain need to know all this stuff, because if not, then we're missing out on something. 
right? FOMO. <laughs> well, I, I think about um, the other side of it. So you, you got the farmer to the, to the elevator to the user or exporter or whatever. And then you kind of got the other side or, um, you know, maybe the big chicken guys. And then they do, they get, they get hung up on, oh, which way the price is going to go. We got to get people to come in and tell us which way things are going to mm-hmm. like. I get all that. But, <clears throat> and that's kind of the commercial side on that. But so the, then you go past that to the non-commercial. So I guess the, if you put a mirror in the middle, the opposite of the farmer would be the guy a little further down the chain. So like a restaurant buying chicken or pork or beef or whatever. Do those, do those people get hung up with which way the price are going? I don't think they do. I got a, I got a friend that has a restaurant. He has no, I mean, obviously if, if like you're saying, it affects them, right? How much I man, beef prices are up 42%. This, this sucks. I'm going to have to maybe raise the prices on my sandwiches and, I don't know if I'll be able to do this for my customers anymore and it'll mm-hmm. hurt my business. And there's a lot of, obviously the, the price affects it, but they're not at least this guy. And I, I don't think he's, I think he's the norm. Maybe he's not, but, but he's not like trying to figure out, well, I need to think about which way let's, you know, let's get on CNBC and turn on, <laughs> turn on things to figure out which way this market's going to go. So I know how to, things to tell us what the yeah, future. So, so I know how to manage my business. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I get, it's not a perfect, uh, a perfect analogy or anything, but, but I mean, they just, there is no concept whatsoever that his job or his, business involves understanding which way markets are going or prices, or I need to get a subscription to a new service to tell me which way things might go one day, because in the end, he just has to pay what he has to pay. And he has to run his business because his business is to make food to serve to people or, or whatever. And that's it. And so on the farm side, it's like you, your business is to make food to, to give to people, right? Uh, not give. That's the, that's the, but, but, you know, make, make a crop to sell. So your, your business is, you know, pay what you have to pay capital inputs, um, you know, uh, agronomy, yada, seed, you name it to, to get it to uh, get it to market and sell it. And hopefully you have a bigger pile of money when you sell that than it took to grow it in the first place and all that stuff. Like that's the business. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, the, the culture of, well, we, we need to have four different newsletters we subscribe to that are really in tune with, with yada, yada, yada. That's just crazy. On top of those four newsletters, you need six monitors is what I've learned. Yes. If anything monitors. Ag Twitter has taught me is that you need more for sure than one monitor. Now, I've never been told what's on the five other monitors, and I don't know if people understand how Microsoft Windows works. Maybe they don't. But uh, six monitors. Why, Jason? Why do we need six monitors to understand what's going on? That's my point exactly. exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, kudos to the to the to the monitor industry. They have done a great job of convincing people they need more than one monitor. Even when they're you know twenty inch monitors, you need you know five more. You might miss something. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, I am a very simple minded person. I can only focus on one thing at a time. I'm barely able to record this right now. It's, I mean, I'm on the verge of just, I'm not even supposed to be here. Exactly. Me neither. So I can't understand separating your attention between six different things. I mean, now granted, I'm on Twitter right now, scrolling a little bit when you're talking because I zone out. But, you know, it's, how do you do that all day long with all these monitors? What is on those monitors? That's what I want to know. Act Twitter, if you're listening, Take a picture of not the back of your monitors or some obscure view of secret charts you're looking at or stocks or whatever. I, I don't know what it is. What, tell us. Why do you, what's up? Well, Maybe it's a great reason. I hope it is because a lot of people do it. So you got one, you know, that's got your charts of corns and you have to put that on one. Then you have one with charts of Dogecoin and you got one with your uh, where you're designing your NFTs right? You Apparently to, anything's plausible here, at this point. But here's the point. The point is, and maybe it's a millennial, like we learned Windows 95 and how to do it, right? We're good at it. Now Still they, am. They put a bunch of stuff, but one of the first things I learned on that is um, you got this window, you minimize it, and then you work on something else. And then when you're done working on that thing, you minimize it and you can go back to the other thing. Minimize, maximize. You guys, I know you use it for trading, but you may want to look into it for operating systems. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Multitasking. Uh, so anyways. Do you think these guys also have six printers? <laughs> One for each one? I mean, seriously. I mean, I don't know how it works. The multi-screens for multitasking. And you, it's uh, like a Spider-Man in multiverse things this guy knows <laughs> all around so anyway i don't know i'm not very smart but it seems like a very um tough way to get through the day but maybe it helps stuff maybe they're streaming netflix on what i don't know i don't i'm mm-hmm. not getting on to anybody or looking down for that i would love to stream netflix at work too but i, I just curious what's what is on all those screens yeah it's awesome well and and it's also like um it's for for anyone you know that comes around, or you could, like you say, you send pictures of all your monitors and stuff. I've heard people tell me that guy really knows the markets, man. He's really in the, the well, market. Obviously, look how many monitors. And, he has. and their reference is if you're going to his office, I mean, he's got like four or five monitors in there. And I'm like, okay <laughs> but that this is a badge of proof to so maybe you do really know the market whatever that means and and you're really good at it and good you write knowing. some great newsletters um and, or whatever it is i whatever your deal is like awesome but how are you going to communicate that so others know you have to buy a few more monitors to be that's the only way that you can make sure other people know or maybe you just you don't really know them but you need to and you want other people to think you do is it not as impressive to take a picture of one monitor with six windows open right yeah just look how good my eyesight that's exactly right that's that's what i i think and this is you know maybe like like all bad things in life uh, blaming on boomers you know maybe they need six monitors they can't see. see it because their eyes are bad. So, you know, maybe this is the millennials way of thumbing their nose at boomers. I don't know. But I wish someone would tell me. Lasix, man. You guys just need to get Lasix. I hear that's good. The, 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 the diuretic? 
people need to pee more. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the internet knows. Okay. This guy really knows his medicine. <laughs> WebMD over here. <laughs> I thought LASIK switches when you laser your eyes till they work good. I think there might be more than one definition of LASIK out there. All right. Uh, but you know, so, so that's, that's where we're at as far as that goes. It's good to get that off our chest now. <sighs> Very good. You know, so, so the, the narratives that we have out here, you know, another narrative that, um, as someone who studied, studied with air quotes, econ in college, you know, there was, you know, the, the, the idea of the cost price squeeze. And we hear that a bunch in agriculture, you know, oh, the producers are caught in a cost price squeeze. That's a whole narrative in and of itself, too. You know, everybody loves to talk about the was it Jay, was it Kennedy who had the quote about you know buying everything retail and selling wholesale or whatever it was, but mm-hmm. it's cost price squeeze. And I can't do well. Okay, I, I understand that concept, but as as a crutch, you know, you see that a lot. People's like, ah, oh, you know, we're stuck here. We can't do anything about our position and stuff. Well. I, maybe, maybe not, but that's another narrative that stuff gets fed into. No one ever questions. Oh, of course, those are cost price squeezes. How that's how it happens, you know. That's crazy. I, I challenge that. I don't know that that's true all the time. I know. Look at this year. There's some really good margins that are getting quote unquote squeezed right now. You know, you know, three hundred dollars net per acre on corn sounds like a. It's not a bear hug squeeze. That's for sure. I don't know what kind of squeeze it is, but. Sounds like a nice one. Another narrative that's out there is is the definition of risk or the misdefinition of risk. It just on a whim, I just like you know, I don't know that I've ever actually looked up in a dictionary what risk says. You know what? What just take old Merriam-Webster? That guy knows his stuff, right? He's been around a while. He knows I mean, he's words. He's no ag Twitter, but he knows a couple. Of right, things. right. I mean, he's you know takes a back seat to somebody, obviously. But, you know, in the definitions, which are brief, uh, you know, nothing is, is mentioned about upside of anything. Risk and upside are never mentioned together. Why is that? Just conspiracy? Risk. Possibility of loss or injury. Someone or something that creates or suggests a hazard. The chance that an investment, such as a stock or commodity, will lose value. It's very negative. Right. Did it, I write that? It almost seems like risk has to do with the possibility of losing something. <clears throat> and somehow in agriculture, for sure, we've taken the term risk to also mean, or maybe more so, the risk of losing upside. That's the risk. We're going to mm. lose upside. I don't, I don't buy that. I don't think that's what risk really is. Risk mitigation. But our industry or some portions of it have done a really good job of turning that into mean both sides of a price. Risk of downside and the risk of upside. Risk of upside is a crazy phrase. Risk of upside when we're talking to prices for sellers, right? Yeah. So, you know, but, but we've accepted it. We as an industry have accepted it and gone with it. And I think that narrative is what has spawned all of these it's not really the Services. risk of the upside. It's the risk of your response to that. It's the risk of hating yourself. But the point, that's yes. the negative. The negative thing is I might hate myself. Either way. It's not the price. The price is not the risk. That's exactly right. It's your response to yes. it. Yes. And so this narrative 
has made it apparent that from any given price point, pick one, it doesn't matter. $5. You are going to hate yourself whether it goes to $4.99 or $5.01. You're going to second guess yourself. This whole narrative has done nothing but so confusion and angst uh, and frustration. Uh, you know, it, it's done nothing but it hasn't cleared the, the air any for us as a community. And, you know, talking with grain originators across the country on this, they see they deal with this all the time. They're, they're, they're having to defend both sides of a price, whether it goes up or down, based on whether the, the farmer sells or doesn't sell. This is insanity, yes. is what it is. Know the markets and know how to try to keep people from feeling bad no matter what the price does. That sounds like a terrible way to go through life. Here's, here's the Roger Nice problem, I think, with all this is due to last year, we didn't get to do many farmer meetings. And they're all we, it's all pent up, right? Yeah, now. we just we got to get in front of people. Up. We we got to do it. So I mean, it gives us an opportunity every winter, spring to you know get out there and really you know just tell marshal the troops, so you, if to, you will. Yeah, tell people how they should do it, even though we don't do it ourselves. Right, you know, that right. that kind of deal. You know, here's what you probably don't know. The, a lot of sentences. Like I can that. say things <laughs> that the manager or merchandiser can't <laughs> say to their customers, and then I leave. It is great. Yeah. But anyways, we don't, we haven't got to do that. So now we're just all angry about monitors and, uh, and <laughs> heck, Roger's using the dictionary for, for goodness sake, what's going on. So yeah, it's, it's, it's real. Deal. Everything you said, it's, it's true. And and we were, we were much more even fired up about that before we started this and, and uh, we're trying to things play. were thrown around the office. Curse words were we're, we're trying butter. to play cool right now. <laughs> goodness gracious, uh, it's been it's been a it's been a season, you know, a but, hot minute, as they say. Anyways, but we are excited this spring to and winter, hopefully, to get out and see people again. Get so out here and 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 eat some farmer meetings. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Preach the gospel, man. I can't wait. <laughs> we're going to do farm meetings. We're going to do elevator meetings. We're going to do all sorts of meetings. But we want to, you know, we want to see you if you're out there and you're, you know, asymptomatic. You know, look us up. That'd be great. Got good carpet. With, we like that. Yeah. You got a, you got good, good restaurant recommendations or whatever, you know. Come on. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll let's do it. But yeah. So what we are starting, so let's talk about going forward. I this is so silly, right? Because who knows? Hopefully we'll release this soon. All this stuff we're going to have to. So well, Saturday is Christmas. So <laughs> just saying. <laughs> you, you've dated us a bit there. I mean, people, it's a lot. Left you got to everybody you gotta plant your flag in the ground somewhere. <laughs> so we are, but we're going to be out. So January, uh, obviously we're doing a big meeting in San Antonio. That will be awesome. If you're not coming, you want to come reach out to us because you should be there. It's uh, it's for grain elevator folks, but if you're in the merchandising world, be good for you. Um, but that's in Jan late January. And then from then on, that's kind of our beginning to our season of Medium doing season, workshops. Yeah. And so we'll be all over the country, January, February, March, April, doing, doing stuff. So we'll be doing elevator meetings. Those will be, we're setting those right now. Right. Actually this morning we were working on setting the rest of those. And then, uh, but throughout we'll be doing farmer meetings for customers that are just putting on customer appreciation type stuff. And 
<clears throat> need a little uh, motivation. Want a marketing talk, yeah. you know? So that's you know, not, Roger, that we promise doesn't consist of 82 slides of tiny print and, and Roger only needs one slide and it's a basis chart with no spreads in it. <laughs> and then he can get so mad about that, that what comes out of him, it's unbelievable. It's, He's like a Pentecostal. It's, it's truly my muse. It's a, it gets me to a to higher state. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and then you, you talk about swimming in a stock tank. And I do have some different uh, stories. You know, that's some great you know, stories. The icebreakers at former meetings, you know, they got to be really good. You know, there's, there's been, I'll admit there's been some some ones that didn't go over real well. And uh, the, the silence was deafening and it was very awkward even for me. But uh, generally speaking, you can um, if you can get a good icebreaker, it doesn't matter what you say after that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Get people smiling and uh, and all that. And Jason loves, you know, what I do before every meeting anyway, is you get to the front <laughs> of the room, you ask everyone to give you a thumbs up and you take a picture of it. And then, of course, you say, thank you, everybody. That way I can show my boss that I did a good job no matter what happened here today. Jason loves it when I do that. Yeah, I do. That's one of my favorite things. Uh, but, yeah, cheesy jokes are are great. and. Uh, you know, we, we always, we get up there and I, I shouldn't say we, like, this is, a, this is a me, this is a personal issue. I have to grow and be a better person, but you know, I, I'm always like, <laughs> I got to try out this. I feel like I'm a stand up comic or something, you know, like, man, I'm going to, this is a great joke that has nothing to do with anything I'm going to talk about. Let's figure out how to make it, make that. That's the trick. Turn that into something I can talk about. And it's, it's uh people know you're reaching, but hopefully they, chuckle most of the time they don't well if they don't then you point to one guy and say this guy knows what i'm talking about right <laughs> you were there yeah. uh anyways so <clears throat> yeah so anyway the point of all that being said is is we're going to be out and about and we'd love to meet meet with folks and yeah we might have you know. spare koozies and window clings and whatever to hand out yeah or. we got swag we want not good swag, but we have swag. Yeah, we want to meet up with you and and uh, chat, catch up, see what you're all about. Um, Maybe. I mean, this is all to be honest here. This is all one sided so far. We're we're telling you all our uh, all our industry secrets. Uh, so maybe you can you can share share some of your perspective with us. Who this man? Oh, <laughs> why we're terrible. Like I said, we're really getting into the hate follow sphere. So yes, yes that's, that's we've reached a new we plateau. We want to grow our sphere of influence to people that hate us because it's a, a huge world we could really get into tapping into it <clears throat> so well this has been a joy for me jason so thank you for uh allowing allowing me to uh vent and uh you know get ready for the holidays when you got to be around family that's right and uh yeah i appreciate you guys listening to this and as always i'm sorry uh that that we did this but we didn't make them download it. Uh, don't ever forget that. That's right. Or listen to hit play. Or listen this far into it. Yes. But uh, if you feel like we were rambling a little too much, um, we'll blame Abby. That's right. And that's really the take home of this. Yeah. And we'll tag her when we release this episode on Twitter so that you know exactly which Abby we're talking about. Yeah. And if you if you if you really liked it, um, you know that's something we. Let we'll us really know. If you on. didn't like it, let her know. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how we do this. Yeah. And uh, anyways, 
that's it for today, I think. So thanks, you guys, and uh, Merry Christmas, whenever that was for you. There you go. <laughs> As always, thanks for downloading and listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with folks you know in the business. And if you'd like to reach out anytime about anything at all or have any show ideas, you can always find us on Twitter at Elevators Cut. Follow us there, tweet at us, DM us, and we'll always respond. Till next time, for Roger, I'm Jason. For Jason, I'm Roger. Thanks for listening to The Elevator's Cut. Oh!